بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله وبرأيز الله سبحانه وتعالى for giving us توفيق to come here fulfill the duty that he has placed upon our shoulders we also thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blessing of Ramadan to be able to witness more than half of this blessed month come by. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq, for the capability, for the blessings to utilize the rest of Ramadan to the best of our capability. We also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send His salutations, peace and blessings upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, His family, His companions and those who follow His way. Till the day of judgment. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. In one narration, Jabir radiallahu anhu says, Khatabana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. One time, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam spoke to us. He gave a khutbah. He said, Ya ayyuhan nas, tubu ila Allah qabla an tamutu. O people, do tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before you die. Before it's too late, do tawbah. Wabadiru bil a'mali saliha qabla an tushgalu. And Start performing good deeds before you get busy. There will come a time when you don't have any more time to do good deeds. If you have free time, start utilizing that for good deeds. And reformulate that connection you had with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rectify your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by continuously remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَكَثْرَةِ الصَّدَقَةِ فِي السِّرِّ وَالْعَلَانِيَ And by giving a lot of sadaqah, charity, in secret and in open. Rectify your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a lot of dhikr and remembrance of Allah and with a lot of sadaqah and charity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In secret and in open. Give charity in secret and give charity openly. If you do these things, you will be divinely aided. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will aid you in your life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you and give you a lot of rizq and sustenance. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will rectify your affairs. This is the, the khutbah that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa gave to the sahaba regarding turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do tawbah before it's too late. Start doing a'mal before you get too busy. Give in charity, in open, and in secret while you have the chance. If you do these things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to aid you. He's going to give you a lot of rizq and sustenance and increase in that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to rectify your affairs. The difficulties that you experience in life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove those things. Now in this hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa highlights many different things. But among them, sadaqah, charity for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a very important part of a believer's life and a special part of Ramadan as well. This month is known to be the, no, the, the month of compassion, Shahrul Muwasa, the month of compassion. Part of compassion is sadaqah, charity. This comes from a good place in our hearts. When you have a feeling of softness, you feel the difficulties that others are going through, then you're encouraged to do charity, to give as much as you can. There's many benefits to sadaqah, zakah, and charity. In one hadith narrated by Anas radiallahu anhu, 
He states that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna sadaqa la tudfi'u ghadab al-rab wa tadfa'u mitatassu. Giving in charity and sadaqa is going to extinguish the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it will remove and prevent a negative death. If we give in sadaqa, two things are mentioned in this hadith. Number one, the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you and I commit sin, we are lighting a fire for our own selves. We're kindling a fire for our own selves. This is the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, manifested in Jahannam itself. Every time we sin, we're adding more firewood to that. By giving in sadaqa, this will extinguish that fire. Inna sadaqa la Sadaqa will extinguish it. He uses the word extinguish, meaning implying that there's a fire ready for us. And the second thing, it will re- remove and prevent a negative death. A bad death. None of us want a death in a negative manner. The last moment in our lives is the most important. If we leave this life with the kalima, with la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, we're successful. And if we leave this life, you, you led an excellent life. But that last moment is compromised. That last moment, you're unable to say the kalima. Then this life was useless. So giving in sadaqah will ensure, inshallah, through the words of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that a bad death is prevented from us. Another benefit of charity is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open the doors of His rizq for us. Counterintuitive to what we think, that when you spend in charity, you're decreasing your wealth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises the opposite. When you give in sadaqah, you're actually getting more back. In one hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is reported to have, state, to have stated, إِنَّ صَدَقَةَ الْمُسْلِمْ تُزِيدُ فِي الْعُمُورِ وَتَمْنَعُ مِي Sadaqah of a believer will increase them in their lifespans, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says. Scholars interpret this in various ways. One interpretation is, the increase in lifespan doesn't mean your life is going to get any longer. Whatever amount Allah has allotted for you, that's how long you're going to live. What it means is when you give in sadaqah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ensure you have a pleasant life. A pleasant life is seen as a longer, happier life. So when we give in sadaqah, that lifespan will get longer, meaning you will enjoy your life. And it will prevent a negative death. وَيَذْهَبُ اللَّهُ بِهَا الْكِبْرَ وَالْفَخْرَ and through your sadaqah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove spiritual maladies. Kibar, takabbur, arrogance, and fakhr, which is pride. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove arrogance and pride from us when we continuously give in sadaqah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, your life is going to get better. He's going to increase in your rizq and sustenance if you give in sadaqah. And the best time to do that is in Ramadan, of course. In another narration, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, Bakiru bi sadaqah. Rush towards sadaqah. Rush towards giving in charity. And sadaqah is different in zakah. Zakah is what is compulsory. We all have to give zakat. If we're eligible, we have to pay our zakat. That is a fard, it's a compulsory act. Sadaqah, on the other hand, is something optional. It comes from our hearts. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, Bakiru bi sadaqah. Rush towards sadaqah. فَإِنَّ الْبَلَاءَ لَا يَتَخَطَّ الصَّدَقَةِ Difficulties cannot surpass the sadaqah. If you give in sadaqah 
and balaya, difficulties, calamities that were in store for you, they will be defeated by the sadaqah that you give. It is a type of defense against calamities. When we give in sadaqah, we are ensuring that these difficulties do not come our way, inshaAllah. This is the promise of Rasulullah This is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In one hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, إِنَّ الصَّدَقَ لَتُطْفِئُ عَنْ أَهْلِهَا حَرَّ الْقُبُورِ Sadaqa is going to remove the heat of the grave. Now what is the heat of the grave? The punishment of the grave is a reality. When we go into the grave, when we die and we're placed into the qabr, our life does not cease. Rather, there is another type of life in the grave. This is called the barzakh or the intermediary plane. In the barzakh, a person can be punished if they led a negative life. They can also be rewarded and they can also experience pleasures in the barzakh, in the grave. Not everyone is going to be punished in the grave. Some people will experience pleasures in the grave. There's a, a window of Jannah that is open for the believers and a breeze from Jannah will blow over them. As for the disbelievers and those who led, led a sinful life, there is punishment, there is heat, there is fire in the grave. Nabi says, if you give in sadaqah, if you're known to give in sadaqah in your life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had it recorded for you, inshallah, that will remove that heat in the grave. وَإِنَّمَا يَسْتَظِلُّ الْمُؤْمِنُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فِي ظِلِّ صَدَقَةٍ Nabi says, on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, we all understand how hot it will be on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, how difficult it will be. The sun will be brought one mile over people's heads. There will be no other shade. There will be no landmarks, no trees, no mountains to give shade on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. On that day, Nabi Wasallam says, a believer will take shade on Yawm Al-Qiyamah un- underneath their sadaqah. The amount that you gave in sadaqah will manifest a shade for you. And you'll be underneath the shade of your sadaqah. If you gave a lot, you'll have a lot of shade. If you gave little, you'll have very little shade. So it is our choice how much shade we want on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. A believer will take shade on Yawm Al-Qiyamah underneath the shadow of their sadaqah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, the reward for charity. And I'm trying to stress the, 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 the importance of giving in Islam. And this is the time to give. If you save all of your money throughout the year just for Ramadan, it wouldn't be a bad idea just to give in sadaqah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ حَبَّةٍ أَنْبَتَتْ سَبَعَ سَنَابِلْ فِي كُلِّ سُنْبُلَةٍ مِئَةُ حَبَّةٍ وَاللَّهُ يُضَاعِفُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ وَاسِعٌ عَلِيمٌ Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 261. Allah Instead of saying how much reward a person has through sadaqah, Allah Ta'ala gives us an example of it. He says the example of the person who spends their wealth in sadaqah for the sake of Allah, with the intention of pleasing Allah, their example is like a seed. Uh, you can think of a, a grain of corn, a seed of corn. Ambatat saba'a sanabil. A farmer takes one seed of corn, plants it in the ground, nurtures it, and that will grow into a stalk and it will have seven ears of corn. One seed you plant in the ground and it will have seven ears of corn. Every ear of corn will have 100 grains. 
That means this farmer took one seed, that sadaqah, that one dollar, or whatever you gave in sadaqah. You plant it in the ground with the niyyah, with ikhlas, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cause it to grow. It will have seven ears that come out, seven cobs of corn. And then 100 grains on every one. That's 700 for every one that we spend. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give. This is the example that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives in the Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wallahu yudha'ifu liman yasha. Whoever, for whoever Allah wants, He will increase it more than that. 700 is not the limit. It's not the maximum. This is a promise that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, For whoever has more ikhlas, more sincerity, more honesty towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can increase that as much as He wants. There is no limit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's khazana, His treasures that He has for us. Wallahu wasi'un alim. Allah is vast in His giving. Allah is knowledgeable of what we do. Now, if in a normal day we receive 700 rewards for our sadaqat, this is not talking about Ramadan. Allah says this is in a normal situation. You give, you will have 700. This is the example, the parable that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts in the Quran. That's on a normal day. What will be the rewards in Ramadan? When we spend a single dollar in Ramadan, like a single grain of corn that sprouts out seven ears and 700 grains, what will be the reward when it's multiplied by 70? Inshallah, it'll be almost 50,000 rewards. 50,000 for one. You give a dollar, Allah will have it recorded, inshallah, 50,000 on your book of deeds in Ramadan. Outside of Ramadan, inshallah, 700. This is the, the, the generosity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, Wallahu wasi'un alim. Don't think that Allah can't do this. He is wasi'. He gives as much as He wants. So this is true wealth. This is, this is what we should be chasing after. In one hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa talks about what is true wealth. Yaqulu al-abdu mali mali. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, The slave, he says, my wealth, my wealth. Even if we don't say this with our tongues, we're saying it with our hearts and our minds. We're chasing after our own wealth. إِنَّمَا لَهُ مِنْ مَالِهِ ثَلَاثِ Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, You say, my wealth, my wealth, or you're hankering after your wealth. In reality, your wealth is only three things. And it's not what's in the bank account, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is saying. Three things. مَا أَكَلَ فَأَفْنَى That which you have eaten, and it has become nourishment for your body. أَوْ لَبِسَ فَأَبْلَى or you have worn it and now you have torn it. That is yours. No one else is going to benefit from that. That's part of your risk. Or you have given it in charity and now that's truly yours. What you have given in charity is truly yours. Everything other than these three. Everything other than your food, your clothing and your charity is what you leave behind for your inheritors. It's not yours. Someone else will take that one day. It wasn't truly yours. If you really want possessions, give in sadaqah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have that for you for eternity in Jannah. In another hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, أَيُّكُمْ مَالُ وَارِثِهِ أَحَبُّ مِنْ مَالِهِ Which one of you desires that your inheritors has all of your wealth instead of you? So the Sahaba said, no, we want our own wealth. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, فَإِنَّ مَا لَهُمَا قَدَّمْ وَمَالُ وَارِثِهِمَا أَخَّرْ Your wealth is that which you have given. 
and your inheritor's wealth is that which you do not give, what you retain for yourselves, what you keep in the bank account, what you store for later. There's no guarantee when death will come. That actually has your inheritor's names on it. It's not really yours. What is yours is what you keep. And that is what we give in sadaqah. In another narration, Nabi wasallam tells us that sadaqah is something that requires faith. We cannot give in sadaqah if we do not have faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we don't have faith in the promises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how will we give? Because we fear that we're going to miss out. We fear that we're going to lose. That's a lack of iman in the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is reported to have said, مَا نَقَصَتْ صَدَقَةٌ مِنْ مَالٍ Sadaqa never decreased anyone's wealth. Never has sadaqa ever decreased anyone's wealth before. Rather, it increases their wealth. It's just they don't see it right away, so they don't have faith in that promise. وَمَا مَدَّ عَبْدٌ يَدَهُ بِصَدَقَةٌ إِلَّا أُلْقِيَتْ فِي يَدِ اللَّهِ قَبَلَ أَن تَقَعَ فِي يَدِ السَّائِلِ Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Anytime you take sadaqah and you're trying to give it to someone, when you stretch your hands out to give to someone in sadaqah, or in our times you're going to press the button that allows you to transfer that money, it goes into the hands of Allah before it goes into the hands of the one who is asking. What does this mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts that sadaqah right away, even before the beggar gets it. This is acceptance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنفِقُوا مِن طَيِّبَاتِ مَا كَسَبْتُمْ وَمِمَّا أَخْرَجْنَا لَكُمْ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ O oh, you who believe, spend from the good things that we have given you. Allah says, I have given you everything you own. Spend a little portion of that. You can keep 90%. Spend 10% for my sake. وَلَا تَيَمَّمُوا الْخَبِيثَ مِنْهُ تُنْفِقُونَ وَلَسْتُمْ بِآخِذِيهِ إِلَّا أَن تُغْمِضُوا فِيهِ Do not be like those people who only spend what they don't want. And they spend what they would only accept if they had their eyes closed. Imagine, some of us are giving in sadaqah things that we don't want. Leftover food, no one's going to eat it, give it in sadaqah. This shirt has holes in it, no one's going to wear it, give it in sadaqah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically says here, لَا تَيَمَّمُ الْخَبِيثَ مِنْهُ do not intend the negative aspects of your sadaqah. Do not intend that which is rotten and dirty and old for sadaqah. If someone was to give you the same thing that you're given in sadaqah, you would only accept it if you couldn't see it. If you had your eyes open and you can see what they're given in sadaqah, you would never accept such a, such a thing. Dirty, tattered clothing, old food. Rather give what you would like. In sadaqah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see how much we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through our sadaqat. We love our wealth, but if we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more, we will like to spend that for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ غَنِيٌّ حَمِيدٌ Understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is wealthy. He is praiseworthy. He doesn't need your sadaqah. So don't give what you don't want. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is encouraging you to give sadaqah for your own benefit. He doesn't need the sadaqah. So give so that your heart may be purified. In the next ayah, verse uh, 268 in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us this. Shaytan is the one that promises you and warns you of poverty. 
and he tells you to go towards immorality. This is shaitan's trick. He tells you if you give in sadaqah, you'll miss out. If you give in sadaqah, you won't have. If you give in sadaqah, you can't buy the other things that you want. He commands immorality and he promises you poverty. This is shaitan's promise. And this is what we are listening to. We're listening to shaitan's promise. If I give a little bit in sadaqah, what will I have? I, it's, it's very difficult for me to give. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises something else. Wallahu ya'idukum maghfiratan minhu wa fadla. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Shaytan promises you poverty, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises you forgiveness and His grace. What would you rather have? Shaytan's promise or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's promise? If you give in sadaqah, Allah promises forgiveness, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises His fadl, His grace, an increase in your wealth. Wallahu wasi'un alim. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is vast in His giving. He's knowledgeable of what we give. I want to share some stories, inshallah. There's not much time. There's much more hadith and ayat that I have prepared. But we should understand the importance of sadaqah. Aisha radiallahu anha. She once asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or rather, someone had given the household of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a sheep to eat. Rarely did they have meat, but sometimes they had a gift. So someone had gifted Rasulullah a sheep. So instead of eating it themselves, they gave it away. Most of it. They would cut portions of the sheep and give it in sadaqah. Rasulullah asked Aisha radiallahu anha, ma baqiya minha? How much of the sheep is left? He came home one day. They were giving in sadaqah piece by piece. How much is left? She said, ma baqiya minha illa katifaha. Only a shoulder of the sheep is left. Nothing else is left. We've given it out in sadaqah. Only the shoulder is left. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said something very wise and very beautiful. Baqiya kulluha ghayra katifiha. Everything other than the shoulder remains. He says everything other than the shoulder remains. This shoulder that you have of the sheep right now with you, we don't have it in our account of good deeds. It's not there yet. Once you give it, it will remain. This is the attitude of the believer. What we give in sadaqah will remain. What we retain for ourselves, we lose. If we have this understanding, how many of us would give more? This is the ta'aleem and the teaching of Rasulullah What effect did this have on Aisha radiallahu anha? She states, uh, Imam Malik rahimahullah, he says that he, he narrates from Aisha radiallahu anha through his chain that a beggar came to Aisha after the demise of Rasulullah Aisha radiallahu anha was known to be extremely generous. She spent time with Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa like that previous incident. She's seen many things. She's understood how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala treats his believers, his, his servants. So a poor person came to say that Aisha asking for something. She only had a slice of bread. That's all Aisha radiallahu anha had. A slice of bread. And she was fasting. That was her iftar. Now think about our iftar and the iftar of the Sahaba. A slice of bread for iftar and that's all she has with her at home. So when this beggar came and asked her, she said, give, her the, uh, give the beggar the slice of bread. So her servant gave the slice of, slice of bread. The, the servant said to Aisha, we only have this one bread. Are you sure you want to give it? She said, give it away. He's asking for it. Give him the slice of bread. And then Aisha radiallahu anha, later that day, she didn't have anything promised for her that she would have something for iftar. 
She trusted in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Someone later came from the fam- family of Aisha radiallahu anha who rarely would visit her. And he gave her an entire sheep. An entire sheep was given to Aisha radiallahu anha. Rarely would this person come. And so Aisha radiallahu anha invited her servant and told her, have this sheep, it's better than that piece of bread. This is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You give for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of you. Abu Talha radiallahu anhu is a very famous sahabi. He heard the ayah being revealed in Surah Al-Imran, لَن تَنَالَ الْبِرَّ حَتَّى تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحِبُّونَ You cannot attain the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You cannot attain righteousness and piety until you spend what you love. If you spend what you love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will attain Allah's love. You will attain piety. You will attain taqwa. You will attain goodness. This is the ayah. He heard this ayah being revealed and you can see how the sahaba are affected by the Qur'an. When you and I hear Qur'an, unfortunately, we're not stirred, we're not moved to action. The sahaba would immediately act when they hear the Qur'an. He approached Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Something happened to him when he heard this verse of the Qur'an. It affected him deeply. He thought over it. He pondered over it. It changed his heart and his mind and his emotions. He went to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was wealthy, alhamdulillah. He went to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, Oh Rasulullah, you know that I have this entire plot of land. It's a garden. There's palm trees. There's dates. There's an oasis there. And I know that you like to go to that garden and you like to take rest under the shade of the trees. Nabi sallallahu would take rest there. It's called Bayruha. This was the garden of Abu Talha. Imagine you have a garden so beautiful, so pristine that Rasulullah sallallahu would come take rest under the shade of its trees. He says, I have no wealth more beloved to me than Bayruha. And I want to give it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of it. This entire property that I have I heard this one ayah and I want to give for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, Bakh, bakh. In Arabic it means, what a great deal you have made. What a great deal you have made. And he's saying that what you have reserved for you in the akhirah is so much more than this garden that you have given. But that garden, in today's time, imagine how many millions of dollars that is. One ayah. And he spent millions of dollars for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was the case of Abu Talha. And one more story, and that is of Ali radiallahu anhu. And this highlights a principle mentioned to us in the Quran. And this is mentioned by uh, Mulana Kandahlawi in his Hayatu Sahaba. It's a very beautiful book if anyone wants to uh, read through its three volumes. It's about the lives of the Sahaba, how they spent in charity and different aspects of their life. So in there he mentions this narration. Ali radiallahu anhu was approached by a beggar. So this person came, said, I need something for the sake of Allah, please. Ali radiallahu anhu told his son, Hassan, go home and ask your mother Fatima radiallahu anha for one of the six darahim, one of the six dirhams that we have, one of the six dollars that we have, ask her for one of them. Hassan came back with the message that my mother is saying that that one dollar is needed to buy flour. We need food. So that one dollar out of the six that we have, or the one dirham, is used to buy flour. You said that you wanted to buy flour with it. Ali radiallahu anhu then reflected, and he thought to himself, that a believer can never be successful 
until they believe in the promise of Allah more than what they have physically with themselves. So he said, now instead of that one dirham, bring me all six. I want all of it. He thought and he reflected and he's thinking, if, if my faith is in what I have in dunya, what do I have in store for me in the hereafter? Bring all six to me. So Hassan went home, he spoke to his mother, she gladly gave all six. He came back, he gave six dirhams to Ali radiallahu anhu. He spent everything they have to this one beggar. He gave it to this beggar. The poor person went his way happily. Ali radiallahu anhu is there, zero in his account. A person walks by and he has a camel and he's yelling, camel for sale, camel for sale. Ali radiallahu anhu is there, he has zero in his account. He looks at this camel and he says, it's a very nice camel. How much are you selling it for? So he said, I'm selling it for 140 dirhams. So Ali radiallahu anhu said, can I, can I pay you later for it? I'll buy it from you. Can I pay you later? This, this seems counterintuitive. He only had six dirhams. And now he's prepared to buy a camel that's 140 dirhams. So the person said, of course, you can pay me later in installments or however you would like to pay. So Ali radiallahu anhu took the camel and he's there, he's sitting and he has his camel. Pretty soon another person comes by and he looks at the camel. He says, this is a very beautiful camel. Is it for sale? So Ali radiallahu anhu said, yes, it's for sale. The person said, how much? Ali radiallahu anhu said, 200 dirhams. So the person bought it right away. Ali radiallahu anhu took the 200 dirhams, went to the person he bought the camel from, paid him his 140. He went home with 60 dirhams to Fatima radiallahu anha. She said, what is this? We were struggling with the six, and now you brought sixty. Ali radiallahu anhu said, "This is the promise of Allah. Man jaa bil hasanati falahu ashru amthaliha. Anyone who does a good deed will have that ten times." Allah subhanahu wa taala says in the Quran, "This was his faith, the faith that Ali radiallahu anhu had in the promise of Allah over what he had in the dunya, and this is what Allah subhanahu wa taala gave due to that faith." The question is, what is our faith? How much faith do we have in the promises of Allah in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises us if we give we will have more. But if we have no faith in that promise, we're not going to get more. This is the secret that no one knows about. This is the secret that was stored for the Muslims. That when you give in sadaqah, you will become rich. If you don't become rich financially, you will become rich in your heart at least. This is the promise of Allah and this is what everybody everybody is looking for. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq to utilize our wealth to the, for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these last few days of Ramadan. It's going. After Ramadan, you still have 700 rewards for the dollar, inshallah. But in Ramadan, you may have up to 49,000 per dollar, inshallah. If we want this reward, we want this benefit that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made for us, let us strive, inshallah, in these last few nights. وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين